All right, so as you, can, as you notice, wow, that was magical. You just came and stood right behind me, right as I was praying. Um, so as you notice, Pastor Jason is not here today. There is a pastor that is being um, installed in Colburg, Alabama this morning, um, a young pastor and his wife. And so Bishop Jason, Bishop Jason has the bishop's hat on this morning, and he is there. Beautiful, man. If you've ever, I don't know if you've ever ridden through that area, but it's like you're not even in Alabama. There's hills. It's, it's mountainous, man. It's just a gorgeous. And we have a church there that has had a pastor for about um, 30, I think about 30 or 40 years now, and he has retired. He's served that that church faithfully. And um, so Pastor Jason is today installing the new pastor um, at this church. And so we're, you know, excited about what he's doing today. But he is so missing this day because Elizabeth is going to be bringing the word to us this morning. And uh, so we're very excited about Elizabeth. Um, I was I was kind of toying around the idea of preaching this week, but I just, to be honest with you, I never got a clear direction. And so I was like, Elizabeth, you have a word, don't you? And she was like, well, I was like, you got a word. The Lord's given you a word, hasn't he? And he was, she was like, maybe. And so I was like, well, that's why I couldn't get a direction because Elizabeth has the word for the day. So let's welcome Elizabeth as she preaches to us and brings the word to us. Oh my goodness. The presence of the Lord is just so heavy in here. I don't know if y'all can feel it, but worship was so good and it was such confirmation for me. It's so crazy how the the Lord works like that because today we're going to be talking about presence. We're going to be talking about the presence of the Lord and living off of his presence. I'm so honored and just so excited to be able to preach in the church that has raised me and has grown me and has developed me as a Christian. And I just, I'm so happy to be the first Sunday ever preaching with my church family, the people that I love. So thank y'all for letting me preach. Um, like I said, this is my first Sunday and mom kind of touched up on it, but I've been given opportunities to preach before. I just said no. It was always no, no. No, I don't want to. I don't feel like I have a word. I don't feel comfortable doing that. And so, like mom said, we went and watched uh, Jesus Revolution Friday. And two parts of the movie, the characters say, just say yes. Just say yes to the opportunity. Just say yes to the calling. And so when mom asked me if I wanted to preach um, today, I was about to say no, but then the Lord was like, just say yes, Elizabeth. It's not that hard. Just say yes. Just say yes to to my opportunity, to my calling. And so I'm so glad the Lord is so gracious and Um, patient with me, that he would give me another opportunity to come and preach to y'all. And he's the same way for all of y'all. He's gracious and patient for you, and he just wants you to say yes. Whether it's an opportunity, whether it's a calling, whether it's to accept him into your life, he just wants you to say yes. He's waiting on you. He's patient. So just say yes and see what he does in your life. So we're going to jump right into it. We're going into 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7. And you may have heard this story before. It's about a widow. And what I want us to do is want us to put ourselves in the widow's shoes, okay? Because she has lost everything. Her husband was her everything. It was her support. He was her protection. He was her provision. He was her everything, and, he lo- and she lost her. But luckily, she was blessed to have two sons who were now her everything. They were her protection. They were her provision. They took the place of the husband as her protection and provision. But her husband's creditor was coming to collect his debts. And she had no way of paying them off. So he was going to take her two sons. 
He was going to take her everything. Have you ever felt like that? Like the enemy was coming after you and he wanted to take everything that you had and just enslave it and imprison it. And you had no way to get him off your back. You had no way to get rid of him. It was like he was prowling outside your door, seeking to devour you, and you had no way of shooing him away. Have you ever felt like that? Like you were about to lose everything? This was that widow. But she knew who to go to. Okay, so let's read verse 1. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? She said, Your servant has nothing at all. I have nothing to offer you. Nothing in my home. No possession. Nothing. And then it was like she remembered, Well, I do have a small jar of olive oil. But it's just small. You can't do anything with that. It's just a small jar of olive oil. Have you ever felt, God, I'm in such a deep mess right now. I'm too big of a sinner. I've done too much. You can't help me. All I have is just a small jar of olive oil. You see, the Lord likes to take what we view impossible and make possible. We've seen him do it throughout the entire Bible. With Moses, who felt like he was unworthy and unable to lead, to deliver his people out of Egypt. The Lord used him. He did just that. He made Moses able to speak, able to lead, and he's one of the greatest men of God I've read about in the Bible. We see that with David, who no one thought was capable of anything, and yet the Lord anointed him and made him a giant slaying warrior, the king amongst his people. We see that in the feeding of the 5,000, when the disciples had no idea how they were going to feed that many people, and yet the Lord took five loaves of bread and two fish and fed Thousands upon thousands. So the Lord likes to take what we view small and insignificant and make it huge, make it possible, make it amazing because that's when his glory shines the most. His glory shines in my weakness. And in my weakness, he makes me strong. So Elisha knows this and he says, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Don't sell yourself short. Believe in the abundance and the miracle that the Lord is about to do in your life. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. So she does just that. She gets her sons, and they go out, and they get as many empty jars as they can find, and they bring them to her. And she shuts the door, and she takes her small jar of olive oil, and she takes the lid off, and she pours it into the empty jar, and she sets it aside. And then she pours it into another empty jar, and she sets it aside. And she pours, and she pours, and it just keeps flowing and flowing and filling these empty jars. And she's like, give me another, give me another, give me another. And finally she's like, give me another. And her son's like, mom, I can't. There's not a jar left. There is not a single jar left to be filled. So Lord, today I pray, let there not be a single jar left to be filled with olive oil. You want to know what olive oil represents? Divine presence. So when I pray, Lord, let there not be a jar left to be filled with olive oil, I'm actually saying, Lord, let there not be a single person left in this room to be filled with the divine presence of of God. (laughs) Let there not be a single person left that has not been filled with the divine presence of God. And as you are being filled, let your cup run over and pour into the lives of all those that you encounter. Let the pouring not stop. Let the presence fill you. So much so that you do not have room to contain it. And so she went and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. You see, 
the Lord's presence has a purpose. It has a usefulness to it. So I have two points here. What does the Lord's presence do? Number one, it has paid my debt. The debtor, the, the creditor, the enemy cannot come to me and say, you owe me. You're in my debt. I can take your peace and your love and your joy and the hope of a future that you have and I can imprison it. He cannot say that any longer because my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, came down and died on a cross. His blood was spilled so that my debts would be paid. I owe the enemy nothing. And he cannot take away anything that the Lord has given me. He cannot enslave anything that the Lord has given me because it's already been set free. The second thing that the Lord's presence does is... Elisha says, you and your sons can live on what is left. The widow wasn't left in her poverty. She wasn't left trying to figure out how she was going to provide. She had enough to live off of. So not only has the Lord freed you from your debt, but he's given you life and that much more abundantly afterwards. He wants you to live eternally with him. But are you going to live off of it? You have to say yes. Yes, I'm going to live off of the presence of the Lord daily. I'm not just going to put my oil aside and use it when I need it. I'm going to use it every single day. I'm not left in my spiritual poverty. The Lord has freed me from that. He's taken me out of that and has given me life. So those are the two things that the Lord's presence does. Now I want to talk about olive oil. So I have six points. If y'all want to take notes, um, it's a very note-oriented sermon, I feel like. (laughs) So the uses of olive oil, it's actually very useful. I did not realize how much we use olive oil. But the number one use of olive oil is it's used as anointing oil. It anoints. It sets apart. David was anointed with olive oil. It set him apart. It was a promise between him and God of what was to come, that he was chosen, that he was royal, that he was a co-heir with Christ. And it's the same for you. If olive oil represents divine presence, then then the Lord's presence anoints my soul. That's number one. The Lord's presence anoints my soul. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians 1, um, 21 through 22. Let's find it. I do have it there as well. Okay. Um, 2 Corinthians 1, 21 through 22. Now, it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set us set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. So now that your spirit, your soul has been anointed with the Lord's presence, he's setting you apart. He's setting his seal of ownership on you. You are not the enemies. You're not anyone else's. You're his. And he's promising you of what is to come. The second thing that olive oil does is we use it in cooking. And we use it in quite a few different areas of cooking. I think it's used in baking, according to the research I did. Um, I think some people put it on their salad. I personally put it on like sub sandwiches. I think it's really yummy. Uh, I think it's used in sauces, dips, all kinds of things. So what I get from this is that it's really tasty. It's yummy. We like to have it in our food. And that's exactly how the Lord's presence is. If olive oil is used in cooking, then the Lord's presence, number two, feeds my soul. It feeds it. It satisfies it so much so that I will never hunger or thirst again. It's energizing. It's nurturing. It's the only sustenance that will satisfy my soul. Um, Deuteronomy 8.3 says, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then Psalm 119.103 says, How sweet are your words, sweeter than honey to my mouth. So by being in his presence... I'm hearing his word, 
and I'm reading his word. Therefore, my soul is being fed. And his words are sweet. They're good. They're tasty. They're yummy to my taste. So much so that they're better than honey. They're better than my mom's cooking. That's saying something. The Lord's words are good for my soul. So number two is the Lord's presence feeds my soul. Olive oil is also used in cosmetics. So when I think of that, I think of like makeup or lotion or like hair or pretty nails. I think of all my appearance, my outward appearance. And so um, on a deeper note, olive oil provides deep hydration, reduces inflammation, gently exfoliates, reduces the appearance of wrinkles, um, protects against the sun's UV rays, reduces puffiness and swelling, and it helps soothe or dry irritated skin. So what I get from this is that olive oil, it protects, it soothes, it covers my outward appearance. And so if olive oil does all that, then number three, the Lord's presence protects my soul. It wraps me up in his arms and protects me from all the storms and the wars that the enemy is trying to rage against me. It's my refuge, my stronghold, my fortress, my salvation, the rock upon which I build my life, and upon it I will not be shaken. I can stand firm in his protection. So I want to read Psalm uh, 91. And I was trying to debate on what verse I should read in the chapter, but I could not decide because it's all so good, and it talks about his protection. So Psalm 91, and we're going to go all the way down to 16. Just meditate on each word that I say. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. I like this verse. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys you, destroys at midday. No sickness or illness or darkness can come against you. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come to your, near your tent. Not only will no harm overtake you, but your entire household will be protected by the Lord's presence. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. The Lord's presence protects my soul. All right, so what else does olive oil do? It also is used in medicine. What does medicine do? Does it heal you? Does it ease your pain? It may prolong your life, it may correct any thoughts. It takes what's not working properly and makes it work properly. But it can only do so much because it's created by man. The Lord's presence is the Lord's. And so, number four, the Lord's presence heals, but it heals deeper. It not only heals my physical body, but it goes all the way down to the deepest depths of my being, my soul. It heals my soul. The bruises and the heartbreak that the world has inflicted upon me mean nothing because he heals my soul. 
The scars and the wounds of the past mean nothing because he heals my soul. He takes all of the wounds of the past and makes them right. His blood heals me. His stripes heals me. His wounds have healed me. A verse that goes with that is Isaiah 35, I mean, no, 53.5. Isaiah 53.5 says, But he was pierced for our, our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. The Lord's presence heals my soul. It heals deeper. The next thing that olive oil does, and this is probably my favorite one, is it's used in soaps. Soaps smell good, they're meant to clean, they're meant to take what's dirty and yucky and disgusting and germy and make it clean and pure. And so when I was thinking about soap, I was thinking about my Grammy's house, okay? And when we get together, all the grandkids like to go outside and they like to play, and I mean play, and they get dirty, like really dirty. They play football, they play baseball, they'll run around and roll in the dirt and they'll get all sweaty. They'll play with the dog or the cat or the chickens and they just, they get really dirty. So when it's time to eat, Grammy's not going to let them go to the table like that. They stink. They're nasty. So you see this line of grandkids in the bathroom and they're all washing their hands and getting ready. And so all of the grit and the grime and the nastiness of the outside world is being cleansed off of them. And now they get to come and they get to sit with their family and they get to eat with their family. They get to fellowship. They get to make memories. They get to experience life with their family. So number five, the Lord's presence cleans my soul. It takes all of the filth and the guilt and the shame that the world, outside world has attached itself to me. And it cleans me so that I can sit with my father and eat so that I can make memories, so that I can experience joy. That's what he does. You don't have to live in the filth of the world. He wants something more for you. He wants you to be clean. His presence cleans my soul. Number, number six, and I think this is the hardest one, because we like the anointing and we like the protection, and we like the healing, and we like the food, and we like the cleansing part of it, but we don't necessarily like to burn. What olive oil does is it's used as fuel for traditional lamps. It burns. It lights up. It shines in the darkness. The Lord is calling you not just to be a jar full of olive oil, but perhaps you're meant to be a lamp. And so too often we say, no, I want to put a bowl over my light. I'm on a stand, I'm ready to light, but I'm too scared to burn. So I put a lamp over myself. I've done it. I've said no, but it's time to just say yes. Just say yes to his presence. Number six is the Lord's presence shines. And let me tell y'all, y'all know this. We're in a dark, dark room. And people are stumbling and tripping and falling into pits and traps that the enemy has set up for them. And we have the ability to shine, but we refuse to let ourselves burn. The Lord's presence shines. And I'm tired of just being a jar in the storehouse. I want to be a lamp. I want to live off of his presence daily. I want to burn for him. I want people my peers, younger generations, older generations, I want them to see that there's hope and it's Jesus. 
I want to light up the room that I'm in so that other people can see he's the way. He brings life. He paid your debts. He has healing. He has anointed you. He will protect you. He will clean you if you will just come to him. If you will just see. But it's our job, us, the church, to become lamps. It's great to be a jar, and that was great for the season that you're in. But it's time to be a lamp. Take the bowl off. Be a light. Just say yes. So I have a question, two questions actually, that I want you to think about. Are you willing to live off of the Lord's presence daily? And number two, are you willing to become a lamp? I've already told you the answer. Just say yes. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you so much for church today, Lord. I thank you for the presence that you filled this building with in the hearts of the people and I pray that it will overflow into their everyday lives. I pray that they will just say yes to you God whether it be to accept you into their lives or to become a lamp or to live off of your presence. I pray Lord that you will bring anointing into their lives, that you will bring healing, that you will bring protection, that you will bring your food, that you will bring cleansing, that you will shine within them. Lord, I thank you for everyone here. I pray that you will be with them, that they will know that you are with them, that they will know your love, that they will know that they are not slaves to the enemy, that you've already freed them. Lord, I pray that you will fill them and fill them and fill them until they cannot be filled anymore, that they will know that you are their shepherd, that even though they walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that they will fear no evil, for you are with them. Your rod and your staff comfort them. That even in the presence of their enemies, they don't have to fear because you're sitting at their table. Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity, and I thank you that I said yes. Lord, thank you for this day. Put your blessing upon it. Lord, bring about a revival across our nation, not just filling this church, but every church in our nation because we need it. I'm tired of seeing people stumble stumble around and trip in the darkness. I'm ready for them to see the way, for them to see light. Be with us, Lord. We need your strength. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Just with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm going to give you the opportunity to respond to the word that has been spoken today. Wow, the Holy Spirit has been moving from the very beginning of the service. And if you would just listen, He is knocking at the door of your heart today. And He's saying, I want to come in. And so the Lord just kind of spoke to my heart while Elizabeth was preaching and There's some of you who are here today who've just been saying no to the Lord. And as Elizabeth said today, just say yes. So if that's you this morning and you just need to say yes today, would you just by the lifting of your hand in obedience to the Holy Spirit, Just stop saying no and say yes today. I see those hands. I see those hands.
see that hand. I see those hands, hands up all over the room. The Lord has called some of you to, to, to preach, to shine your light. And you've just been saying, no, Lord, I can't do that. I can't do that. And he's wanting you to say yes today. Hallelujah. My hand's up there with you, Lord. We say yes to your presence. We say yes to your will. Lord, we say yes to what you ask us to do. We say yes to a righteous living. We say yes to raising our families for you. Lord, we say yes. And then as Elizabeth was preaching, I could just feel the the brokenness and the hurt and the shame. And man, what a great example of what Jesus has done for us when Elizabeth was talking about the soap. And God's presence wants to just wash us clean this morning. Maybe you need him just to heal your heart today. Maybe you need a healing in your body today. I'm going to give you the opportunity this morning. And if everybody would just stand with me as we close. But I want to give you the opportunity to just Make a declaration today. You've been hiding behind your bowl for long enough. And the Lord says it's time to take it off and shine for me. So I'm going to just ask you to boldly listen to the Holy Spirit this morning. And if that is you this morning and you just want to say, I need him to soothe my heart. I need him to heal my body. I need him to help me take the bowl off of my light and my lamp. And I want to burn for him. If that is you this morning and you want to respond to the voice of the Holy Spirit today and just see what his presence will do for you. I'm going to ask you to just step out of your seat and come forward. There's just something about doing that as an act of surrender and obedience. So I'm going to ask you to do that right now. And it's just like the Lord is saying, as you do it, I'm going to meet you right here. And I'm going to fill you to an overflowing. So I'm going to open the altars up this morning. Maybe Elizabeth can step down and pray pray for you. There's already people coming forward. Thank you for being obedient to the Holy Spirit this morning. He is wanting us to live in the overflow and he is wanting us. It's time. It's time to live in his presence and to the fullness. Maybe we can get some of our saints, Sandy and Miss Margaret, stand behind and, and pray. But man, How awesome is it to obey the Holy Spirit this morning? So family, will you just lift your hands up to these people and let's pray. And maybe this is you today too, but God fill us to the overflow. Lord, let your presence 
be an oil in our lives that brings healing not only to us, but to others. And this morning, Lord, I pray over your people. I thank thank you, Lord, for your presence here this morning and that your Holy Spirit is moving in this place. And Lord, I thank you for your word that has done the work this morning. And Father, I thank you that it's your word that is powerful and it has moved us to repentance and it has moved us into your presence. And so this morning, Lord, we thank you for your presence in our lives. And Lord, we just thank you today. We thank you today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just stand in his presence. And I'm going to give you the opportunity this morning. And maybe you're watching online as as we continue prayer time right here. Maybe you're watching online and you're here and in person. But you need Jesus in your life this morning. And you're not here in, in live and in person here with us, but we want to give you the opportunity to receive him today. And so as your church family and as the body of Christ this morning, we're just going to pray with you and we're going we're gonna to lead you into salvation today and lead you to Jesus. So Life Change Church, will you, if maybe this is you here this morning and you need him, but would you just repeat after me and anybody that's watching online, receiving Jesus right now, just repeat after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I need you. I need your presence. I need you in my life. I need your oil. Jesus, come live in my life. Be the king of my heart. I surrender my life to you. Come give me peace and joy and fill me with your presence. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. As we just continue to pray up here, I'm going to dismiss um, everyone who is out in the congregation. But just go this week being filled with the presence of God. Amen? Amen. And let's come back next week filled with the presence of God. Amen? Amen. You are blessed. Life Change Church, I bless you with all the blessings of the covenant. I bless you as you go out into the your workplaces this week. I bless you as you live your lives at home with your families. I bless you that you are lights in the darkness. I bless you that you are filled with oil and overflowing. I bless you as you walk into the city and in the city places that the presence of the Lord will go before you and follow you and be with you and that you will be lights in the darkness and we will see others come to Jesus because of the presence that oozes and drips off of each one of us in Jesus name amen amen